Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. I've said it before, and it's time to say it again. Life can be pretty tough sometimes. But one thing that can make it better is a friend. Whether it's a shoulder to cry on, it's all right. or someone to watch your back, a real friend will always be there for you. Uh, Ryuko, you dropped this. Thanks, Marco. But being a true friend is just as important. Please be okay! Nobody treats my friends that way! Lending a hand when they need it. Not judging someone for who they are. Zora, come back to us! A friend is a powerful weapon. Get your hand off her! So if you're feeling down, reach out! Reach out for a friend. <laughs> when you're feeling good, look to give someone else a boost. No matter who you are, ain't no one born into this world to be alone! Because we're all in this together. We might as well be friends. to function this bitch. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Wonder Soul. This is episode 109, Wonder Talk featuring GPTV or better yet, Ghost Planet TV. Uh, in this conversation, you're about to hear me and Kenny from Ghost Planet TV. We just talked about anime, fandom, Star Wars, video games, tons of stuff, uh, but we didn't get a chance for him to introduce himself. So I wanted to take the time to introduce him uh, properly and say also thank you for being on the episode, Kenny. And please go support him. All the links uh, to Ghost Planet are in the description below. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I think it's a really, really good one. And I look forward to having Kenny and Ghost Planet TV back uh, on an episode in the future. And hopefully we can collaborate some more. So uh, like I said, go support him. Go support Ghost Planet TV. And, and yeah, just enjoy this episode. Thank you. Fallout just lost me completely. Because I was like, okay, this is going in a really interesting direction. I never could have guessed this. They're going to team up. This will be some type of, I don't know, some weird Neo love story of they. I, I don't know mm. where they're going. But then Kylo went back to the dark side immediately. Um, and Ray ran off. And we're at the status quo again. It, it was this, this shocking moment. And I just feel like they completely dropped the ball immediately afterwards. What, what you know? How did yeah. you feel about that? Did you love um, that moment? You know, I, I didn't I didn't hate it, but then again I did. Like it was a very mixed bag of emotions because at one point I'm I'm expecting something like a Emperor Palpatine reveal where we're gonna get all this information, like, oh, this is who he really is. This is right. his actual motivations, and then he dies. Yeah. And like you said, like that's a shock, but then it goes into, oh, they might team up, but then they don't. And like you said, mm -hmm. everything that happens after that that throne room i guess scene right. uh when when you get to the other planet that that battle luke coming yeah, in yeah with luke and that force yeah. projection it just was like okay you had an ending to a movie i guess yeah. and then you just kept going and nobody yeah. told you no and 
like you said, if you start this movie and end this movie, there's really not a lot of progression in the story and the there's characters. It, it just kind of feels like, okay, that's why people are so, I, at least for me, I'm curious about this next one, even though I didn't like The Last Jedi, only because I'm like, where are you going to go with you this? You want to see where it goes. Like, where, where are we? Like you said, who is this for? What are you trying to set up? Because now right. you have J.J. Abrams came through, and then you got uh, What's-His-Face, and then J.J. is coming back. But it looks like, oh, we're going to fix things and kind of bring back in the, the Knights of Rem. We're going right. to do all the, It's like, well... Which you, means there was never... Okay, well, what's the vision then? All right? Yeah. If, if you're able to bring people in and sort of massacre and, and chop and cut this film up into something more palatable for everyone else. What was the vision of it? What does Ray become? You told us her parents were no one. Are we going back on that? Because that was unsatisfying, if I'm being honest. There, 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 there are a couple things. There are a couple things, you know? Like, it's easy, it's really easy to dismiss any negative thoughts about Star Wars or the current Star Wars as a whole host of different social hangups that you have. But what I, I think it comes down to, man, is we've just got, we've got a couple stories here that took some shortcuts. I think people can see what those shortcuts are. There's mm -hmm. some plot holes going on. There's some weak characters that, that are at the forefront of everything. Don't even get me started on the, the um, I forget the character now who, who saved Finn from sacrificing himself. Don't, don't, even, don't even get me going there. Or on the oh. casino scene with the CG um, things <laughs> they were right. There's so much. There's oh, so yeah. much. <laughs> the casino. There was too many subplots going on. Yeah. And, you know. I. Hey. I mean. Like. Remember. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like. Uh, everybody split up. Everybody was doing their own thing. You know. You had Han and Leia. They're in Cloud City. Right. Luke's on Dagobah. Okay. That's cool. But then you. In. In this one, you're just like scattered everything. You just yeah. like threw it all on the ground yeah. to make sure vampires couldn't get into your plot and story. And and they were just like, wait, hold up, what's going on here? You're telling you us got, where people are floating out in the middle of space, like it matters. <laughs> Yeah, and then and the, it's just I don't know, man. Like when it comes to things like Star Wars, they've done so much. If you've been a fan and have known the original trilogy, even the prequels, and especially the extended universe, it just seems like you have so much to do, but really you don't because you don't want to use any of that. They Apparently already, not. They they already had the work done for them, and it just seems like they're like, no, 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 no. This is we're we're gonna take it in our own direction, and it's right. like. Why? You know, why? Why, like, why do that? It's it's Are interesting. Are you afraid of money and success? I, I don't. guess. <laughs> I, I guess. And this is Disney that we're talking right. about. I mean, geez. But well, that, that's what I, when, when, when okay, so that the night it went down with EA, there was a lot of talk going on about what the next step was. You know, this went really well, but how do we really, you know, make our voices heard? And right. one thing that came up a lot was the fact that, you know, Disney, the mouse is the one who calls the shots now. And they aren't the same people as EA. No. So if it gets into, and I think this happened, a lot of us think this happened behind the scenes, that after a minute or two, and this is why the loot boxes were removed from Battlefront, is because Disney got caught wind of the controversy. Controversy. They don't particularly enjoy controversy. Oh, no. And they nixed it. And part of me wonders if, um, similarly to, to EA, and we're, we're kind of going to get our wish because we're getting three new movies anyway. So it's right. almost moot to complain at this point. They're just finishing out the trilogy we have. But it's like, it's like we said earlier, you know, give it to someone who, who has a real vision for this thing, who has a real vision for Star Wars. And I know that they're doing the Old Republic next, and there is a wealth of potential in that. So... And that's what they should have done, right? I mean, I, I think... From the if beginning, it, yeah, I if, think... It, 
If I was to quickly redesign what we have for Star Wars as like just films, I'd say take as much as I love the Phantom Menace. I don't care who you are. That's just my first like, oh my gosh, they're they're doing another Star Wars moment. I'm a kid. This is perfect. Pod racing, everything. The the merchandise, all, yeah. all of it. The memories are just fantastic. I, but, don't, I don't even hate that one. Go ahead. It, but, but you take that away. You start the whole prequel. If you're going to do prequels, George, you just start at like where <laughs> Anakin's like, you know, where he's at in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And then you dive into him and Obi-Wan's, you know, friendship, uh, mentorship, everything. And Absolutely. then you go into Revenge of the Sith, which would be the second That should have been the second. Exactly. And then you have this like almost like in between third m- movie where you see like oh Darth Vader's a bad dude. Yeah, like, you, this you, is you not know what it should have been. You know what it should have been. They put out a. They put out when Disney decided that the extended universe was no longer canon. I believe there were two books that were canon. Um, one of them, I, I, I I'm trying to remember the exact title of it, but it was uh, Darth Darth Plagueis. Who of course is mm. Palpatine's master. Yep. Um, if you haven't read that or, or listened to the audiobook on Audible, definitely do so. It's one of the best Star Wars books I've ever read or heard of. But I think that one is canon. And they did another story where it was Vader. He was a couple months after the end of the, the prequels, and he was going to a planet to do some stuff for Palpatine. And that story directly delves into him and the fallout of everything he just did. And if that mm. would have been the third movie. That could have been fantastic, you know, it, it, and yeah. I, I've read about half of it. It's him dealing with, you know, Padme dying. It's him dealing with Obi-Wan betraying him. It, it's everything. It's him dealing with all of the stuff from the prequels. And it came out like a year or two ago or something. <sighs> I wish that's how those prequels, if you were to do the prequels, I've always said that George should have done sequels and let Disney do prequels because yeah. then Disney would have like, okay, whatever we do they all have to lead up to these moments and these things happening. I think giving Disney this like creative control to go, hey, you know, if you're not going to do the extended universe, then just do whatever you want. <laughs> and then yeah. just, but they yeah. had this weird thing where they're like, well, let's bring back, you know, Mark Hamill and, and Harrison Ford and everybody. And, 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 and please, the I old fan. This? Yeah, this is a hot take. This is a hot take. I like Luke Skywalker. Um, it doesn't seem like there are that many people that really like that character. Everyone's more attracted to Han or someone else. But I like Luke Skywalker, and it seems to me that they brought him back to ruin him. That I, I really feel that way. I feel like they brought back Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill to just really take the screws to that character. He's nothing like he was. He's he, he, You literally see him about to murder one of his students out of fear. He's petty. It, it's, it's all these things. They decided to take this story in a direction. And as a as a creator, I'm fine with okay, okay, that's what you wanted to do, but I don't know, man. I, mm. I don't know. That's not my Luke Skywalker. That's I don't how know. I feel. I don't know who I, that was. I just don't know what their motivations are, other than like kind of what they're doing right now with like the remasters of like yeah. Lion King and all that is right. to kind of kind of go, hey, for this new generation, this is your Star Wars. This is your Lion King. This is your Aladdin. Forget all that other stuff. The older right. stuff kind of loses meaning now. You know, but, but do buy it on on Blu-ray um, mm. for twenty nine ninety nine on Thursday, <laughs> please. Yeah. When it comes please. out, it'll go back in the Disney Vault for three months. And you'll you'll never see it again. 
I I have such mixed feelings about those, but um, and let me let me uh, transition into some anime because I'm sure, sure nobody sure. expected us to start no, off with Star Wars. They didn't. This, but it, it was a good warm up talk. Exactly, and this is actually how me and Melcy uh, started one time. We just got into Star Wars somehow. I don't know. It, it's it all like roads a, lead to it, I guess. Exactly. Everybody but, knows uh, Star Wars. Dealing with something like Star Wars and the new films, right? Uh, taking uh, something that you like, a fandom, and then uh, progressing the story and characters. Uh, were you ever worried when they were going to continue Dragon Ball and do Dragon Ball Super? And have you been pleased like with the direction that they've been taking that? I, I certainly wasn't worried about it. Um, I feel like, like everyone else, I followed Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I watched Dragon Ball GT when it was airing um, in America during the early and mid-2000s. I didn't, nice. I didn't really care for it, but I watched it. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate what did, it. What did, you, what did you not like about it? Like, I, what are I, your like, key I, points? I didn't like that they, they did their very best to, to make it a new Dragon Ball um, with them hopping from planet to planet and finding the, the Black Star Balls at first. And while I could see while that would look charming on paper, um, after a series like Dragon Ball Z, where people are <laughs> screaming their heads off and shooting laser beams, I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't want to see Goku swimming around in rivers, beating up big frogs and stuff. You know, there was a time and a place for that, and it's past. And they cut mm -hmm. Vegeta's hair and gave him a mustache. He's my favorite character. Big, big, big time loss. Big, big thumbs down for, <laughs> for pretty much everything <laughs> they did with Vegeta. Blunt waves. Get out of here. Get out of here. How dare they do that to him? So there was a lot with GT, um, but no, I was never worried about it because we would get all of these images from Japan, like the Dokkan battles, and because Japan always had their media of Dragon Ball Z continuing. I feel like here in the States, we would get, you know, Boo Saga toys before the Boo Saga was on TV. Exactly. Right. Yes. So, so there was always this air of, I don't even know. It's just all Dragon Ball Z. If it's something exactly. I haven't seen before, it it's something I haven't seen before. So we were getting these clips from different Japanese games that we didn't have, different arcade games that they had, and just other things like that. So there was always this flow of new media. It's just, I was like, well, uh, I guess Akira Toriyama's moved away from it. He doesn't quite enjoy it. I think he works primarily on Dragon Quest these days. Uh, but then, then, then Super got announced, and I mean, I was, I was totally ready for it. I was totally ready for it because after the movies, after, after Battle of Gods, after Resurrection F, um, and I'm not sure if Super came out before or after F, but I was, I was primed and ready to go because it was all I wanted was Dragon Ball Z the way it was with the animation cleaned up. Sometimes it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Mm. And and I, I understand that Super is a controversial... I know this more than ever. I understand that Super is a controversial and polarizing series. I know a lot of people have issues with the animation. I know a lot of people have issues with the pacing. But the one thing I try to keep in mind when thinking about Super is that summer it was airing and coming out on Crunchyroll. And we were all rushing every Sunday morning to watch it. We couldn't <laughs> wait to see who was eliminated in the Tournament of Power. Oh, yes. And once it got down to the last 10 minutes, which I believe um, is where we're at in the American broadcast on Toonami, it was enthralling. Oh, man. It, was, it captivated everyone the whole summer. Jiren was that dude. No one was saying otherwise. No one was calling him boring or a letdown. Like they were before. Like yep. they were before. He was the next Broly. I mean, you come on. You remember Lucas. People who liked Broly growing up were operating off of 40 minutes 
of that man screaming, and they loved him. They yep. loved him, yep. and they have sustained themselves on that and that alone until the Broly movie <laughs> for years, yep. decades. So I don't want to hear the Jiren's boring. No, I, I enjoyed Super. I had my hangups with some of the animation too, but I'm old enough to remember that the some of the cells in Dragon Ball Z were not as clean as you remember them. And I don't know, man, I liked the ride. I think there were downsides for sure. I could do without that entire tournament versus Champa, to be yeah. honest with you. I yeah. could do without the recap of Resurrection of F and Battle all those of Gods. recaps. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I could do without both of them, right? But I mean, the Tournament of Power hit Vegeta's actual character development. Vegeta's real character development into a family man came about from Super. Yeah, that's true. And pretty much man. exclusively Super. There, there's a lot to thank it for. There is, man. And, and, you know, it's funny hearing you talking about it because, like, now after just talking about Star Wars, I have this weird connection. I'm like, dang, Dragon Ball GT is kind of like the new Star Wars films. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. they, took, they took Goku's Luke Skywalker and they just did all these things just to kind of mess up the character, you know, doing all yeah. that. And then Brawley's the Bubba Fett of the, the Dragon Boba Ball Fett. universe. He was, he, was, <laughs> he was just on screen for he a little did bit. one thing and everyone yeah. loved him. Oh, well, you know, and they did those other Brawly movies, and those weren't good. That's true. I, don't, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was literally about to say, that's 100% true, but I've seen those, so we definitely shouldn't use them as examples of good Brawly <laughs> <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> yeah. Bio Brawly should never oh. be brought up. We should never bring that up. Oh, dude, those are just weird uh, decisions that yeah. uh, Akira Toriyama made. Or I, You see, and that was always the thing with the movies. I always felt like he, like, and even up to Super, right, like, he approves the story, but does is he writing this story? Like, how much involvement does he have with the exactly. new stuff? And like, as, as far as I understand, it is simply that he sends the team notes. Um, I, I don't believe... I want to say he's more involved with the manga, last mm. I heard. But, but I don't want to be quoted on that, because I'm not 100% sure. Right. Um, but the last I heard solid about how he interacts with the team who's making the anime is that he sends them notes basically a, a, a brief outline of what is supposed to happen either in a given episode or in the whole arc and the team follows those notes and interacts with him when they have broader questions that's as far as i understand it hmm that you know that reminds me of like how george R. R. martin uh handled game like of this thrones. yeah game right. of thrones it's, it's very like, similar Here's the vision. This is where I see, but all the details I don't really have. Sure. How, you know, and I've I've tried to look up a lot on Akira Toriyama. He's a pretty quiet to himself kind of man, and uh, yeah. you know, he doesn't really like to be the be in the spotlight. But you know, I almost like I, I think of him like I think of George Lucas, like someone who probably at one time was really really passionate and in love with what he was creating and doing. Right. And then over time, you know, uh, the fandom, not even the fandom, just you know. You blow up, you become yeah. so popular in this, like make more. We, you know, the companies, that, the studios exactly are like right. more money. You're, you know, and they're like, uh, I'm kind of good. The story's good here. They're like, no, keep going. Like all that rumors about how it was supposed to end on, uh, at the cell saga. Yes. And then, you know, everything after yes. that kind of was like, the studio was like, come on, just keep going. Keep writing. That's exactly and right. It was like, dude, I'm burnt out. We're actually pretty, um, obviously we don't know anything for a fact, but as far as the, the community is concerned, uh, just the anime community, the things we've come to know about Akira Toriyama over the years is that he has a healthy distaste for some of his own most popular characters, and that, mm. you know, sometimes he just can't be asked to give a shit. 
<laughs> like sometimes right. he just can't i think there is a reason that he identifies himself in his games and in his works as a little machine doodle in a, in a green tracksuit that that's him that's that's yep. a curatoriama to a curatoriama and i think that level of seriousness carries all throughout his work I, I i don't think dragon ball z stimulates him in any way near the way it did when he started i think he preferred dragon ball I think Dragon Ball Z was roughly a series that he had to make uh, uh, a lot of artistic. How do I want to phrase this? A, a lot of artistic compromises on because just like you said, we have a lot of a lot of reports that he was asked to change um, the, the the main villains of the Android saga from yeah. the rich from Dr. Jiro and Android 19 to Android 17 and 18. And then that wasn't enough. And then 16 came about. None of that was enough. They brought in Cell. They didn't like Cell's first form, didn't like his second form, you know, just all this stuff. And I think mm -hmm. that continued well into Majin Buu and Kid Buu. And I, I want to say, and this is just my own personal theory, that you're right. He burned himself out during those years. I think he burned himself out from the Cell Saga to the Boo Saga. And I don't think he can really be asked. Surely right. on, on big deal projects. But I think it says a lot that he has a series right now that's playing to both his native Japan and American audiences on, on Toonami, which is the biggest exposure it could get over here. And he's kind of just phoning it in. You know, he's sending a yeah. list a list of things to a team to keep in mind when they write mm. I, I i don't know i don't know it's it's in a way it's a little sad man i mean because as, uh, if you if you're a fan you grow up and watching or taking in whatever it is whether it's star wars whether it's dragon ball or anything and um the person who made that you know you you kind of learn later on that they you know eventually they they kind of I don't know became unhappy with what they were doing like right. and and you can start to kind of see in different choices being made and and that was kind of the thing with george lucas like a lot of people now give him a lot of crap for selling to disney and uh he's even been quoted as you know kind of showing a little bit of regret like you know yeah i kind of messed up i gave it to the big dogs you know yeah and 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 but then again you know you you know that deep down not even deep down like he loves those characters but like along the the journey it became just too much and if you sure. like to create you you don't like to be trapped in any box like right. if you're an artist and you're signed to a record label and they're like all right uh, now you're gonna have to make this certain sound this is what you signed for and this is where we gave you the yeah. check this is but your gimmick this is your gimmick exactly and dragon ball z and certain things and tropes from the show became the gimmick they're like yo we need somebody like a frieza can you give us something like a frieza like a cell yeah. is kind of like a different or, version or or famously much to his upsetment um upsetment m much much to his unhappiness vegeta he he mm. is he has gone on record so many times as saying he does not care for vegeta he doesn't understand <laughs> how he became so popular and we see all the time where that gets that man just mm -hmm. just a series of l's just a series of losses one after <laughs> another strung <laughs> along <laughs> but you know what's crazy is that you know like a character like vegeta somehow even though he doesn't like him still had like character development in a he lot does. of you know and like he could have easily killed him got rid of him but he gave him a family he started to try to do something with him so right. i'm glad it didn't become a throwaway yeah. and like you said what they're doing now with him in super is is always made sense everything that a lot of the stuff in super makes sense as far as the 
the progression of the story. Whereas in GT, like you were saying, a lot of that just was like, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah. did y'all even watch the last yeah. stuff? Like, or it's like read why, or anything? why is he a kid again? It's like, I get that you've done that and you've made that decision, but let's maybe rewind it back a couple steps. Why, why this? Exactly. Why that? Like, why this? I saw him go Super Saiyan 3 last time. Can he do that? No? no, I guess okay. not. <laughs> okay. Where are we at? We're at yeah, ground what? zero again? <laughs> it's like, wait, okay. he becomes an adult for four, but goes back to kid for three. All right. <sighs> it didn't make no sense. And All I, right. and yeah, the no. villains were weak, and then they just, yeah. you know, everything was... I, the, the one thing I really do like about GT that I will always kind of hold above Super, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm alone in this, is that I kind of wish Super had taken more of a time jump. You yeah. know, time skip. Like, just not not a lot, but, you know, like, what is Trunks and Goten doing now? They're, 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 they're just there. They're frozen in time. They're, 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 they're on, completely frozen in time. Exactly. And then I think, uh, I don't know if you would agree, like, Gohan seems like they're trying to rework him. Like, they, they, they probably hear Ooh. people are disappointed with, disappointed. with how he's... <laughs> I have like, to tell oh, you, Lucas, I, I was a <laughs> Gohan fan... From the from the day I saw him on on network television, the day I saw him defeat Cell, when that episode aired at my grandmother's house, I said that night, "I'm a Gohan fan. I'm a Gohan fan." And hey. I was, I was, for many many years. Akira Toriyama has broken me. He's <sighs> broken me down. Don't say that. I can't support <laughs> Gohan anymore. I can't. I went. Look. Yes, it seems that they're trying to turn him around. I wanted to be optimistic about that, but it really seems like too little too late because we, yeah. we went through the whole tournament now and the episodes that were supposed to be his, the episodes that were meant to showcase how much more serious he is now were, were some of the most, there, there's, there's one where I forget the name of the guy and which universe he's from, but he basically <laughs> looks like Winnie the Pooh. Um, he's very large. I know and, who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And his deal is that he's so, you know, fat that you can't harm him. And Gohan's like, nah, I got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a badass thing. Everybody just watch. And everyone's like, oh man, here he goes, son of Kakarot. Here it comes. And he, and he, and he just punches him, like a lot, like a lot, a lot, <laughs> until, until like he the, drives like the, him the back. <laughs> yeah, until he drives him back. Literally, his little feet come off the ground and make little bloop bloop sounds because he can't <laughs> walk. And Gohan pushes him off the platform, and that was like his moment. And I was like, oh, uh, man. And they spent time before that training him, showing him, like, hey, he's he means business. Yeah, like, he, he, he demanded to fight Goku. That yeah, was cool. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. was a good fight. Oh, man, no. Go, Gohan. I it's mean, unfortunate. Think, is he beyond redemption, though? I mean, is he really past that point of no return, though? At this point, yes. I mean, I, I want to be optimistic about it, but the way the show has laid out the, the power scaling and who's strong and who's not and why, no, they're, they're, I can't see any way barring giving him a new transformation, an honest to God new transformation that Gohan could even ho- hope to catch up. I mean, because you have Vegeta and Goku at blue who, who even at the peak of their power were struggling against all types of people. True. You know? Vegeta um, with his new form, that we don't even have a, a, a canon name yet, was fighting Topo, and that wasn't a sweep. That was still a fight. You know, Goku mm-hmm. even at Mastered Ultra Instinct, he took out Jiren, but he couldn't sustain that, and he, he had to work through the whole tournament to get it. So you, you have these two who are on this crazy pedestal. You have Jiren, who's on their level. You have Broly, who's on their level. You have Beerus, who's even above them, I think. You have Whis, who's above all of them. You know, where does that leave Gohan? 
where, where, where's room for ult, uh, uh, ultimate Gohan to, to crawl on in there and <laughs> was, be a threat again? Say, what's his, what is his form called? Like it's where it, he's been. It goes uh, by two names. It's either ultimate or mystic. I, I prefer oh ultimate. Uh, mystic Gohan? Yeah, that, that, they used oh. to call him that a lot in the Bandai games. Oh no. Just like they used to call um, 11 year old Gohan, teen Gohan. And it, it <laughs> that has been a pet peeve of mine for so long, man. <laughs> Oh my God, Gohan, man! Like I, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll move on from Gohan, but sure. uh, what, but with him, when I rewatched like uh, Dead Zone and some of the early stuff, like they from the get were just going, "This is the son of Goku. Yeah, like he is going kid. to take over at some point." That's right. And then you watch BoJack Unbound, and you're just like, "Man, he did it!" Like BoJack Unbound was the movie where I was like, "Yes, yes,", yes I was like, "This is right. Gohan." He, this is post-Cell. He's the protector of Earth now. And yet yeah. he's, he's kind of a whiny kid. But <laughs> don't forget whose son he is. And, and he'll remind you of that real quick if you push him. And I, I don't know, man. He put I'll those glasses you. on. <laughs> I tell you, Videl must be something else. She really calmed him down. I mean, seriously, and that's why it's so funny seeing like uh, like uh, Trunks in Dragon Ball Super see Gohan and go, "This is Gohan." Yeah, right. This, what? They're literally, eating ice cream on a bench, like literally. He had that reaction, and and is sitting on the couch and went, "Yep." <laughs> that's is, Gohan. Uh, that's the Gohan, man. I mean, I'll tell you, like my, the future Gohan from History of Trunks is always oh, and will man. always be my favorite. Like that's a perfect yeah. mixture of Goku and Piccolo to me. It sure like, is. And it was just great seeing him. Like I don't know. Like even with uh, you know when you first get introduced to him, he he looks like uh, Goku. He he, yeah. he looks like an older version of Gohan though. Like, he looks he's, like a he's badass. Distinct. Yeah, bro, and, and the fact that when he's training Trunks, With he has that Piccolo on. demeanor, you know, yep. where he's kind of like being a hard-ass on him. He's like, exactly. tough love, man, and I just was like, dude, this was supposed to be what we got. You and know what he needed? Didn't. All he needed was a metal arm, and that guy's back oh. in the game. And you had Bulma you did. the whole time. She could have made Greece. something. But she made up. a time machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, that, and that, that was a sign, too, and... Dragon Ball kind of took a turn because then they start introducing tr- time travel, and now we're yeah. dealing with like different universes. Now it's just it gets. Well, I'll say to sort of to sort of uh, take the conversation in that direction. One of the mm. arcs of Super that I think is strongest, and I know some people disagree with this, but I have my reasons just like they have theirs, is the Trunks arc. When, mm. when, we, when we revisit the Trunks arc, whatever this debate, right? <laughs> no, what, I'm, that's fine. That I understand that. Hey, there's stuff wrong with it. There's stuff great with it. I tend to be a glass half full type of guy, so I tend to see those those good qualities. And Goku Black was, I, I'm a big fan of doppelgangers. I have been ever since Devil May Cry 3, all right? Um, and when they're done right, when a reflection of a character is done well, it's very interesting. You can make it lazy, but they didn't do that. It was, it was weird and convoluted that Goku Black even existed. But mm-hmm. but what they did with that, I quite enjoyed. I loved Super Saiyan Rose. That that was a, a very unexpected, very cool. Um, I liked his power set. I like using him in video games, and you know that that's from Super. I I think Trunks really got, you know, and I know a few Trunks fans. One of my moderators for GP Dark is a huge Trunks fan, and he loves that arc. And it, it really comes back to the fact that you know you have a character who did some cool things, but by today's standards. He'd just be completely dwarfed in power by everyone else. 
probably even Piccolo if he was the same power level we remembered him being. But no, he's got his own thing going on. He's got a sword made of a spirit bomb, man. And, and, and <laughs> That's he, crazy, right? Yeah, and he is going to chop a, a galactic, I don't want to say galactic level, but he's going to chop a very strong entity directly in half with it because, hey, this is Earth. And that's what happens to you here. I, I like that. Did you not care for it? Um, I, it's not that I didn't care for it because you know I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of weird because like I hear like your points and I hear almost like a passion and I'm like, damn, dude, you're right. You got some good <laughs> points. I didn't I didn't think about it like that. But I'm gonna try to stand. I'm gonna play devil's advocate if anything. You I'm just it. gonna say that um, you played DeBoer's advocate. <laughs> I didn't like how they just revisited that that scenario though. I think it was just like unique in itself when when you get Trunks introduced into this whole thing. When he comes in, we just got introduced to Super Saiyan. It was such a crazy moment. Then he comes in, badass, unique, chops Frieza, a villain that we've had to deal with for right. such a long time. And then it's like, oh wow, there's another Super Saiyan. Whoa, yeah. you're from the future. All this stuff sets and he's up got everything. A cool jacket. He's got a cool jacket and look like, and then you're like, oh wait, this that's Vegeta and Bulma's son. Um, you know, there's yeah. so many layers that were just like this. Yeah. I'm eating this all up, but to just kind of go, okay, now he's back and he's always going to be coming back because there's always going to be something yep. that's going to be like stronger <laughs> and everybody else is dead and it's like shouldn't trunks be like raising a like a new superpowered z fighter group or something instead Ideally. you know wouldn't that be cool if he were to find new fighters and introduce them and uh get completely new characters because you know that was the only thing it was just like wait trunks is coming back again and that, yeah. and that was my only reaction i mean i like goku black even though i'm not as big a, a as a fan of like doppelgangers and that sure. that it, it depends on how it's used now exactly at you least they, do them right. that you got to because if you if you're lazy about it then you, i won't buy it and i will say that goku black the whole idea of like how this is even happening and oh, yeah. the wishes and all the different things oh, that took yeah. place I was like, okay, okay. At least you took time to at least tell me instead of just going, "Hey, Goku's it's evil," like, sure. and he's got you know pink yeah. red hair and stuff. All this crazy stuff. It's crazy, but um, you know it. It wasn't a well, bad. Well, Zamasu's arc. backstory is is bass backwards. It yeah, is. I'll yeah. admit that it, it doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> like there, are I've heard people. I've heard really, really big deal YouTubers spend a long time making sense of that storyline. And it still just reads like absolute gibberish. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back and and I'm gonna I'm gonna like fuse with myself, but I'm not gonna wish for another <laughs> one of myself, and we're gonna hang out and we're gonna do stuff, not weird stuff, not 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 that stuff, but other stuff." It's like, "Oh okay, what? Yeah, okay, why? what? Why Isn't you just... there an easier easier yeah. way for you to do this? It feels yeah. like there are many other ways you you could have <laughs> <laughs> done about this. what you're doing here." Um, yeah, man. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. It's yeah. it's it's very lazy to revisit the trunk storyline, and and that's kind of part and parcel. I think what, a truth that that the anime fandom kind of needs to to latch onto, and anyone who is looking from the outside in, I think would agree with it is that the writing in Dragon Ball Z, while it can at times be pretty good, across the board, it's just not great. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we're not there because this stuff is Hamlet. And, and what you get <laughs> is it, like Zamat. Okay, that backstory is it's bananas. It's bananas. Yeah, it is. it, it, it reads is. like someone read it off a list of things someone gave them <laughs> to to turn into a real character. And but the end result of it was a guy who will be in our Dragon Ball Z video games for the next twenty years. 
That's true. Shooting pink beams and using his hand sword. We'll be seeing that for the next ever. Just like Broly showed up, was around for 40 minutes, beat some guys up and lost. And people loved him for the next decade plus. And, and, and that's super in a nutshell. It's, it's the, this, this concoction of bad ideas, some good execution, <laughs> and some concepts that even though they came about in not the best way, I think we're lucky to have them. Like Hit, Hit Hit's whole relationship to Goku is, is welcome to me. Yeah. It's welcome to the series because Vegeta can't fulfill it. When is the last time Vegeta said, hey, Kakarot, let's fight? I want to fight you and it's I want to win. It's, it's been, been a minute. long time. Yeah. I mean, Hit reminds me of the one guy that when Goku died, and I think it was uh, when he fought in some tournament, this was like filler. It was like one of those filler sagas, kind of like the Garlic Jr. saga. One of the many um, tournament sagas. Yeah, the dude with the tall hat, the, he looked like Piccolo. Um, starts with a P. Oh my gosh, I think he was in Fusion Reborn as well. Um, oh. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Tall he, he, hat, not Janimba. Ta- uh, no. Oh, Pycon? No. Yeah, Pycon. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 Pycon. He, Hit reminds me of him in he some really, way. You're right, he, re- he really does. He has a lot of similarities with Pycon's personality, I think. Yeah, and, and design even. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <He's got this laughs> but it, it's like they want to use that character, you know, and Super has done a good job of kind of repurposing, like, things that, you know, like Brawly. Like, that I think too. that was cool. Like, that bringing, too. hey... It's kind of like what Disney should have done or, you know, or when you're playing off of like uh, a world that's already been built, characters that have already been established and you're continuing something, you know, you, it's good to look back and go, hey, what could we fix or what could we bring back that could actually deliver a little bit more? And maybe yeah. that's what they thought of when they said, you know what, there's still something we can do with Trunks's story in the future. Yeah. I mean, what happened after that? Let's bring it in. Obviously, there's going to be a more powerful force that sure. is going to show up. And so I guess I, I, I appreciate where they're – it's like a weird uh, soft reboot vibe where they're like, hey, here's sure. some familiar things, but we're taking it all in new directions and we're going to throw in some new stuff and even fix some of the things that you may have complained about or didn't like right. before. And I'm like, okay. I, I tell you, there was um, – the one thing I think they did really well in the trunk story, and then we can move on from it, is okay. that uh, – <laughs> Because gosh, I could go about each of these sagas all day, and I'm sure you, same, I'm sure you same. could too. Um, <laughs> but the the great thing was that they they made it darker, and I appreciated that. Mm, Dragon Ball that... is not a dark series. Uh, a lot of dark things happen, but they're played pretty straight, and sometimes even for laughs. I mean, how many how often does does a villain wipe out all of Earth's population? Every other mm, arc, and they're like, oh <laughs> man, that kind of sucks. We should really go to the lookout. It's getting messy down here. And then they go hang out in the clouds and they, they wish everybody <laughs> back. And, you know, they've done that a couple times. There, there's no way everyone comes back now. There's right. got to be a lot of deaths at this point. People that are just gone when this stuff happens. But but it, it was so much darker. Like when, when Goku Black killed Bulma. Oh, jeez, that was heavy. That you was. Just, you just saw her blow away like ash in his hands. I can't, I can't think of another moment in Dragon Ball Z, period, that's that dark, visually or thematically. I mean, we've seen characters die before. I mean, you know, the, the blowing up planet Vegeta, you could argue that that's really up there. Yeah. But the only person we cared about on that planet was Bardock. True. And in one of his stories, he's fine. And in the other one, he knew it was coming anyway. So you, <laughs> Yeah, he was really, all good. He, he could have left. He could have got an Uber. All right. He, oh yeah. <laughs> he could have done a bunch. He could have got off planet. I don't even think his wife was there. I, I don't know, yeah. but he hung out. So it, it's like you know, 
there was there was that there was um the fact that that really you know goku black seemed like letting him run amok in that timeline would be really bad news more so than the androids the androids were killing everyone because they were teenagers and they were bored and it was sport goku black was on like a a religious genocidal yeah. mission it got deep it, yeah. it did and we haven't seen i think he had probably the most complex motivations of any villain we've seen in dragon ball they're also surface level Frieza yeah. wants immortality or more power cell wants to see how strong he is majin buu just i i, I don't know chaos i don't know what you exactly you, you say he wants but Zamasu, no, he was convinced that humanity had had its chance. They weren't worth saving and they needed to be wiped out. And he <laughs> went about establishing an incredibly convoluted plan to achieve that goal. And I don't know, man, Trunks guess, Art gave us that. I think talking about it helps me like uh, appreciate it a little bit more than I would just like off the top you know, sure. you know, of my head. But You uh, get a lot of people ragging on Super. And I mean... Yeah. I see a lot of it too. Trust me. I see it in my on my platform. Oh, I'm sure you see it on yours. Mm -hmm. And I really don't use Ghost Planet to speak out about it because I don't think that that's the type of thing that needs to be. But right. in a in a podcast setting or if we're just talking, oh yeah, I think a ton of the hate and a, a ton of it is unwarranted. I think a lot of people, I think it's a vocal I I think a section of the fan base that maybe didn't even watch it or watch some of it is very right. vocal because i feel like the people who were there and remember how exciting it was to watch it all happen all the way through to the end i think if you remember doing that you, you realize super has a lot of worth it entertained you i was watching gt as it aired on tv and i gotta <laughs> tell you it wasn't entertaining me episode to episode lucas <laughs> it would go three episodes in to him you know jerking around on some planet kicking rocks with jiro and i was like all right all right Let's wrap that up. Let's wrap yeah. this up. Can we fight somebody, please? Now, other than Dragon Ball, man, um, you know, uh, uh, both of us have a huge appreciation for Toonami and how that probably brought us into this this culture and world and Absolutely. characters and stories, man. Uh, and um, that's how I got introduced to Dragon Ball. That's how I got introduced to anime. I mean, you know, granted, you could probably say Pokemon kind of was another way because, sure. you know, you had the anime, you had the games and everything and, and the whole thing of it coming from Japan. But Toonami really was like the first time that, you know, without, you know, running into someone to say, hey, have you ever watched anime before? If you just had Cartoon Network and you came home after school, turned it on you would catch some of the coolest stuff that you've ever seen that was like unlike anything else that right. we got here in like, America like nothing you like nothing you could see on nothing. any other channel nothing and I mean, this is around the time that I mean, before then, I if I were to say what I would watch, it was animation, right? It'd be like yeah, Batman, Japan then the animation. animated series, yeah, uh, stuff like that was so fresh to me, though. Like the yeah. the, the the action, the 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 attention to detail, the story, the aesthetic of like just like the characters and everything, that whole culture. Because anime does a is like for a lot of people a window into uh, Japanese culture and True. just like how, how that that world looks. And, and, mm -hmm. and all types of other good things exactly um but when it comes to tsunami man like what was the shows that pulled you in and like uh you know how has it been being a fan even up till today because it's obviously still kicking and and i would say it's almost in a resurgence period because of the popularity of anime at the moment i would kind of agree um to answer your question directly it, it's the same shows you did i, I came up at um pretty much that exact same time uh, you know, I, I was a 91, 
So I was growing up during that same period when all that nice. stuff was on TV. Before Toonami, I believe I actually did catch some anime late nights on the Sci-Fi Network. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say Serial Experiments Lane was on, and I think Ergo Proxy. I'm trying to remember the names of them. That and Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux was the first one I saw that I was like, okay. It scared me. It, it, li- it literally scared me. <laughs> Just the animation was so different to anything I had ever seen and the way the characters animated and the way that they moved. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I can tell it, it, you know, it's something different. And it was so hard to catch that stuff on TV that late for a kid staying up two or three in the morning that right. when, I, when I found out what Toonami was, I was like, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me this stuff comes on during the day? <laughs> and at like five when I'm home watching like Tailspin? Okay. And, <laughs> Tailspin, I remember that. I yeah, remember that. And, and, and it... It's, it did start with, um, I remember the first night I ever watched Toonami, I convinced my dad to let me have it on while we were watching dinner, and it started with Tenchi Muyu. I don't mm. even like Tenchi. I, I'm not even a big fan of Tenchi Muyu, but I've <laughs> seen a good bit of it. And it was on, and I was just like, wow, okay, this is a whole thing. And it was more than just, and this goes back into Ghost Planet, it was more than just, here's some anime. It, it was how they dressed it up, it was, it was the production, it was make it, it made not not just here's this fandom that you've never seen that you can be a part of. It's here's this experience you can have with it. You you can view your anime through the lens of this cool robot on his spaceship out in the middle of space. He's got all these droids. Sometimes things get on there and he fights them. You know, it, it the whole package was cool. And it just all helped to sell it as this this thing, this experience. And it's just like you said, I remember you know, meeting people for the first time in class. If you had nothing else to talk about, if someone turned to you and said, "Hey, do you watch Toonami?" That, that's it. <laughs> yep, you've got a million yep. things to talk about. You've oh, got of course. Le- yeah, you've got at least five <laughs> shows right there. Yeah. You know, depending on does he watch Rising Sun? I don't know. I watch uh-huh. Rising Sun. Like, and it's like almost like a. That? It was like a soap opera that we would talk about every day. It's right. like, yo, on this episode after uh, school, man, what do you think is going to happen? Because, hey, you know, cliffhangers, exactly. everything was like this constant five days a week story That's that you exactly got to enjoy right. with like a select few people that you went to school with or exactly that you knew. Right. You, would, you would go home, you would get Toonami, you'd watch it all, it would be badass, and the next day you'd talk about it. And the next day and the next day. And it, it was just this thing. It was this cultural thing. And so... Um, that's, that's pretty much where I started was Tenchi Muyu, but the shows that really hooked me and kept me with the block were obviously Dragon Ball Z. Um, for some reason, I really liked Reboot back in the day. I think I oh, thought it was, too. yeah, I think I thought it was yes. funny. I don't know. I really liked Just it. Just looked weird. It was it, like early yeah. computer animation. Exactly. Like when I bring that show up, people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, no, no. Dude, I remember Reboot. Uh, yeah. Remember Reboot and Thundercats. I remember that, that like it, I, I've learned that it wasn't the first run. The very first run or so of Toonami is actually older than people think. It's back when they had Moltar from Space Ghost. Yep, yep. Right, that's way far back there. But um, yeah, when Dragon Ball Z was on the air, when Thundercats was on the air, when Sailor Moon was on the air, when Ronin Warriors was on the air. Oh, um, Ronin Warriors. That's when I yes. got on. That's when I got on. With with that whole group of programming. Tenchi was there too. Roroni Kenshin was on. Inuyasha was there. You know that That's the core group I rode in on. And it just gave me such an appreciation for 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 music, for anime mm-hmm. music, because Inuyasha had in, incredible endings. I remember that. 
every 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 ending of Inuyasha is is great. From like one, God, there's so many, but they're they're really good, really good songs. And the same thing for a lot of other anime too, like the opening to Outlaw Star, the opening to Cowboy Bebop. Yes, yes, Cowboy Bebop. Right. There oh was just gosh. there wasn't music like this anywhere else. Like you, you anime brought so many things together, and it, it was just such an experience. And it's just like you said, the thing that's changed, I think, is that even though you're right it's really po- anime is really popular right now I- i'd even say it's mainstream right yeah me too there's me too. there's so many ways to consume it there's so many ways to watch it but what i notice is that a lot of the media and the people who talk about it do so in like a, a self-depreciating way that that I-, I don't really share do you do you notice that a lot there's a lot of um and like in what ways would you like uh, give me an example if you don't mind like sure well well for specifically um the term weeb let's just oh, yeah. let's just okay. unpack the term weeb it's funny right it's, it's <laughs> yeah. funny when you call someone a weeb it's even a little funny when someone calls you a weeb but it's just it's indicative of this you know we have we have something that a lot a lot a lot of people do and it, it still has this weird connotation uh, of, mm. of like oh no you're 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 a weeb you watch anime it's like everybody watches anime it's like even if you've only watched dragon ball z that's one of the most popular series ever made you've watched anime that's a big one to watch it's not like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you messed around with full metal alchemist for a week or something you watched one of the forefathers of animation so and and you know it, so I, I think there are a couple YouTubers, namely like Gigguk and uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf, who are doing their part to sort of make the fandom cool again, if there is such a thing. They, <laughs> they don't approach it with that way, and I don't approach Ghost Planet with that way. I, you'll never hear me, you know, um, put down any shows or any people for liking mm. shows. I don't like Sword Art Online. I don't care for it. I've seen it all. Um, it's it's got a, a bit of a bad rap in the anime community, but if you do, that's fine that's that's fantastic it's got things about it i'm sure that are redeemable uh to all types of people but there's no reason to to make fun of anyone who watches that or or any other anime so weeb weeb is a good example um waifus that's a complicated one but (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you see that 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 gets tossed out a lot yeah the idea i mean hey don't get me wrong i i my hero academia i got i got a couple favorite (laughs) girls too you know i I got a couple best girls in that class but exactly but you know it doesn't (laughs) exactly it's just i think like we're doing now i think you can approach this with sort of a a a swagger and yeah yeah, like a lighter tone exactly dare i say it you can have some charm about anime it can be fun to talk about you can talk about it in cool ways you know i so that that's really it i I feel like a lot of the fandom right now is kind of everyone loves it but they're still kind of down on themselves and i don't think there's any reason for that to be the community is larger than it's ever been it's more accepting than it has ever been you know the anime community is huge and it's from coast to coast across the planet so th- let it fly. Let that freak flag fly. There's no reason to be ashamed of it or to, or to put yourself yeah. down or to put anyone down. That's my soapbox. That's my soapbox. You know, and day. I think that just comes from... That has to be just... Uh, hey, man. I, I, I think I, it's left over. I agree with you. I think you. it's left like over from, from the days. Because right? I think that that's like a topic that needs to at least be brought up a little bit more because... Um, you know, as a lot of these fandoms, uh, even with comic books and superheroes and anime, all this stuff, there was a, a large period of time that this was not 
I guess, quote unquote, accepted. Like people got made fun of, bullied, you know, exactly. you, you almost had to internalize a lot of these uh, feelings and emotions. And now like exactly. now you can publicly appreciate the art, the characters, the stories and not have to worry about things. But it's almost like in the culture in itself where there's almost this insecurity and, um, you know, like a lot of fandoms, there's going to be toxic, uh, you know, toxic yeah. um of course habits that are you know uh reflected by people where like you said they put down shows they say oh you like sailor moon oh what it's like yes i do yes i do i like sailor moon and And you like whatever exactly i don't care like that's like when we're talking about star wars earlier it's just like if you like the last jedi if you like the new star wars i I, that's love hey go for it because i know what it's like i know what it's like to like something and someone not understand why exactly and get put down for it and therefore why should i become the villain you become what you hate if you start you know promoting this whole idea of like oh if you like anime then you can only like these ones and you can't like this and you know just different rules and regulations that we apply to each other like not everybody's gonna have the same opinion or same views about uh, any of this or like the same shows or like shonen or like slice of life exactly you know some people aren't gonna like those genre the best example i got Samuel Jackson likes anime, and he really? even he even said he likes hentai. So there you go. <laughs> he, what? I did not know. This is news. Breaking you can, news. You can Google it. <laughs> you can see the clip on YouTube. I have seen it with my own eyes. Not only does he admit to liking anime, he goes on to clarify. Yes, he likes hentai too. So <laughs> he took it that step further. He took he had it to, that step further. Yeah. So lo- yeah, him, love what Michael you B. Love. Jordan, you know, exactly. you know, there's a lot of people that are like, it's almost like a weird thing where it's like, yes, I like anime. And it's like, what? You know, and there's a lot of people that I went to school with, that I grew up with that, uh, that I didn't know until recently that they liked anime. That's exactly. Like, Wait, you watch anime? That's exactly like, the yeah, same thing I'm experiencing. You knew. That's exactly oh the same thing I'm experiencing. And these are the same people who you would, ne- you would never have guessed. Never back in the day you know i'm talking you know running backs for football teams all (laughs) types of stuff they're like i can't wait to get home and watch ship it in the night and you're like what you know oh and it's it's, and it's it's really threading through culture like in music you're seeing a lot of hip-hop artists promote a lot of anime like melzy's whole whole deal is is the city pop thing I, i that that's such a cool angle for him and oh, I, sure. I see him really driving into it and god it's a cool angle because for a while in 2016 through 2017 i was hopelessly addicted to those lo-fi mixes that, oh, that yes. were yeah that were essentially just you know the chill music set to some 90s anime loop or gif uh, that's where we it's got perfect. the idea. yeah that's where we got the idea for the vibes from that we've done and melzy he 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 has really 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 nailed that it's so cool. Now tell man. people now tell people listening about those vibes and like the different things that you 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 have been working on and doing. Like I want to make sure that we fit that in into this conversation before sure. we ever get carried away. Sure, absolutely. Uh, um, well, there there haven't been too many out yet because just like I told you before air, I'm actually in the process of switching over video editors as well as taking some of it uh, myself. Right. So at the moment, we're primarily doing a lot of memes and and, and conversation about different anime and stuff. But the vibes specifically are 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 related to that in the same way that you would see uh like a a lo-fi video that spans for five minutes with a loop of um, some lady from an anime in the 90s Mm -hmm. set to something really chill i want to take it a bit of it in a different direction i think you can do something similar to that but you can sort of tune it to the 2000s a little more um so Mm. we, we have a vibe called arcade room uh that was sort of my brainchild and essentially what it is is it's toads turnpike theme 
from Mario 64, which I would mm. argue is one of the most memorable ones from yes. that whole game. Bravos. Um, <laughs> right. But it's put to a, 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 a 90s arcade gift loop because if you if you hear that song in the context of an arcade, it sounds like it belongs there. Oh, my gosh. Maybe, maybe I see what you're right maybe you've never even considered it but if you play the sounds together they work and so what i like to do and the reason it's called a vibe is it isn't just here's the song in a new location it's here's the sound of an arcade here's the sound of a mall outside of the arcade all put together with the music with the ambience with with the visual and it's all meant to sort of take you to this place in time. And, and so far, you know, we've got Arcade Room out there. We've got the one with Melzy, uh, the mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts one that, that, that his, his song was so great for. And it, that's what it really comes down to. It's about capturing these little moments. And a lot of the ones we've done now were kind of experimental. We really wanted to sort of get our hand on the process of making them so that we could throw them out more quickly. Uh, because there's so many, like there are a bunch of Cowboy Bebop ones I want to get out. There are oh, ones for sure. Old Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two levels I want to do. There, there, there's all types of stuff like that. So a, a vibe is essentially a couple minutes of music from someplace you remember it, set to a location that you may not have, you may have never been there, but you swear you have been, and all the sounds sound like things you you used to hear ten or fifteen years ago. So that's the goal with those. And hopefully Man. we can, as we make more, really hammer that home. That's what I'm hoping. Dude, I love it, dude. I love the whole concept. I mean, I'm all about this whole auditorial experience that you can have. It's, and then you place the video and you have the visuals. You can, like, fuse different aspects and, and, exactly. and different... It, it's almost like anime. Like, you were talking about openings and endings. Like, name other shows and stuff where, like, the, the intro and the outros, the music was so crucial to the experience. Like, granted, I love sure. My Hero. I love the manga. Oh, but yeah. the show and the music and the sounds, everything, like, for me fire force one of the big things that grabbed Whoa, me was the yeah. sounds the Absolutely. sounds of the flames i'm like wow what the hell and i don't know what it is i love good music i love i love i mean i would go as far to say like things like asmr i'm not a big fan of them like i don't go and but like there is like something where i can see why people do because there's something about like you know hearing something in it and almost brings back memories it brings back feelings it brings right. back you know all these different senses just from your ears like you almost can remember the smells of the arcade you could you know as weird it Absolutely. might be but you put yourself no. there your brain starts to fill in all the gaps and it's just like right. a beautiful experience man i think with podcasts with different things now with music and how there's more producers out there people are are fusing different sounds and yeah. in, 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 in different cultures like games and anime some people don't connect those dots but if you can take something and, and put it all together i mean that's creativity bro. absolutely I mean, that's it's it's a, it's a you know so the you concept know what it is. is great what you is know what it? it is it, it's two things it's a bebop it's a champloo a, a bebop is, is is a musical riff with no real direction a champloo is a mashing up of two things that shouldn't technically go together you know all Love this that. all this stuff leads back to tsunami tsunami gave me the idea you, you, you know you speak of shows where the music was important mm. my, my favorite period of tsunami was probably the 2005 to 2007 period because i was on the the phone i would call every saturday night i would call my buddy philip who lived in town and we would just talk about the shows that were on, usually on the commercial breaks. And, you know, Samurai Champloo, when that intro started, it takes me right back to 2006 in my room as a teenager, mm. you know, watching it on a Saturday night, talking to my friend on the phone. 
it, it does every time I hear it. And so what I, what I want to do with Ghost Planet more than anything else, with everything we do, is give you that feeling. You know, that's what it's all about. I, I can't, Ghost Planet can't be Toonami the way that you remember it, but it can give you the feeling that Toonami gave mm. you then. And, and that's what I want to do with every single thing we put out. That's what I want to do with the podcast when it's going. I, I want it all to harken back and make you feel that way. The way you felt when you walked into a Suncoast video, mm. you know? I like, remember those. Oh, gosh. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, th- those feelings are, are, are valuable. And I know nostalgia is big right now. I know everyone's sort of, you know, dipping their toe into the nostalgia pool. But right, I think there's right. a different way to do it. And just like you said, sort of threading those needles together, like like Melzy taking um, city pop and combining it with his with his uh, his trap like beats. anime trap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's genius. That's genius oh, yeah. stuff. It, it actually leads back to um, an interesting business theory called uh, Blue Ocean Strategy that I think he's employing. I think you're doing it too. It, it's the same thing with this wave stuff. You know, I, I'm sure you can vouch. Ghost Planet has always been about collaboration and support and shouting people out. Most definitely. And and. You know, now that everyone seems to be getting in this big thing and embracing it, everyone's going to succeed. Everyone's going to succeed. It's just going to, a rising tide lifts all ships. Love that, dude. I love that. I haven't heard that in a while, man. (laughs) That's a good one. So tell me a little bit more about this blue blue ocean. Is it blue ocean theory, you said? Blue ocean strategy. Oh, strategy. Okay. Right. And it's actually, um, I'll I'll be brief because I'm sure no one wants to get a bunch of business acumen, but (laughs) it's essentially a theory out of China that's really experimental. And it's, it's, I run Ghost Planet on this idea. It's the idea that if you enter into a market space, you know, if you come into the ocean, the waters are typically red, they're bloody. It's a red ocean because everyone's competing for listeners Mm. and for viewers and for clicks. I didn't want to do that. There's no reason to do that. There, there were people in the tsunami community already who are more than willing to to talk with you and live tweet with you. You just have to swim with them. You don't have to eat their food or try to eat them. If everyone swims and helps everyone swim, then the ocean stays blue and we all swim together. You've got the new wave with with By Jimmy, the Older Limits podcast, uh, Drinking with Nerds, uh, the kid, all these other groups that we have in here. It's that same theory. No one has to compete for anything because everyone's watching each other's back. And when everyone can swim, the ocean is blue, and th- there, there's no reason to fight amongst ourselves. And I know it, it, it seems really yeah. simple, but it's an experimental strategy, and it's actually only been proven with, I believe, the, the best example of it is Cirque du Soleil. It, it's a company that came into an established market space of circuses and decided to take uh, some of the performers from circuses but cut out the live animals and add some of the different elements of other stage productions, making a whole new category for themselves. In the process, they competed with no one. Man, I've never heard someone break this down for me. I really appreciate this. I'm learning a good bit. I feel like I'm on a Joe Rogan podcast oh or something. Gosh. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I like this, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, nope. Hey, I'm uh, glad to spread the word about it yeah. because it's 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 Ghost Planet Lives and Dies on Blue Ocean Strategy. There's no one we compete with. Toonami will support it forever. As long as Toonami's on TV, Ghost Planet TV on its very backbone will support that show and the people who who like it and watch it. 
And you know what, man? I think it's because of a lot of the themes and the things that most of us, um, you know, appreciate and, and, and enjoy. And there's a lot of messages that we've gotten through music, through movies, television, Absolutely. stories, books that have promoted this, like, you know, uh, you know, if we work together, the yes. things that we can do is greater than just if you were to work alone. And you get that through the team meetups. Like, my hero, I will always say this, my hero hit me in a point in my life where I needed certain themes like that, this positive reinforcement, like this, like, you know, I, I get cheesy with it, but this plus ultra mentality, like push beyond no. your limits and, and, you know, you know, never doubt yourself and lift other people up. That's and, right. And, 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 you know, I think that's just an important uh, way of living that, you know, and no matter if it's business or just life in general, you know, I'd like to take on the mentality of like, if you're not winning unless the people around you are winning with you, exactly. because what's the point of having fame, success, money, or anything that you would really strive for and work hard in life to, to achieve if you have no one to share it with and you can't enjoy it with anybody. Because like you said, if it is uh, just a battlefield, uh, then and then there's just going to be this tense, bitter, envious, um, you know, That's right. like, toxic atmosphere that you're, you're going to be just swimming and, alone. And you see and, it. And you see it. I mean, it's oh, not dude, like it's definitely. not out there. I mean, you, you have, you know, you have people who break out into the scene and they they try their best to get rather than finding their voice and what they want to do with the platform you know they're focused on trying to take followers away from this person or get the followers of of this person or this other yeah. person or ride on the back of this and the back of that and it's just not it's it's just not necessary no, you can make not. friends in the space and to piggyback off of what you said i don't think it's cheesy at all i don't think it's cheesy at all i think getting motivation from anime is the norm these days i think series like my hero academia know full well what they're doing when they put those inspirational moments in the show i'd almost say my hero academia lives and dies on it it's part oh, of its definitely. core narrative is, is to motivate you know the people listening and the people watching there are so many moments where all might looks directly at the camera and challenges you the viewer mm. to stand up and do something and i'll tell you i'll jump on that with you there were so many moments before you know because ghost planet is about six months old it's only been six months since since we started it in December. Wow, I thought it was a little bit longer than that. No, Six it, months. It's, oh, it's okay. been it's been half a year, and you know the um, My Hero Academia. There were a couple things that pushed me to actually get off my butt and and start getting everything together to do this stuff. And one of them was My Hero Academia, specifically um, opening three two, third season second opening, and it's when um, they're in I believe the tournament where everyone has to collect the balls from everyone else and mm. yeah the the intro starts and bakugo rushes in um everyone rushes in deku's hesitating because he's deku of course he is <laughs> and all might you see all might in his muscular form give deku a push and when you see him again he's as toshinori he's in his normal stance and i don't know what it was it's such a tiny moment but there was something about deku pushing all might pushing the next generation forward that made me go okay Okay, it's time to start. It's time to start. It's time to do this. So no, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Okay, thank you. 
that I needed that, man. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Right there, everybody. With you. That's that's cool. I think all of us have moments like that that we would. Uh, I hope have so. to. We would have to give credit for uh, a lot of you know a lot of the motivation and inspiration comes from a lot of things. I mean, obviously from people that we know and experiences that we go through. But there's certain like I wouldn't say guidelines, but there was always like messages that felt like you could draw upon whenever you were being challenged. Like maybe you're going Absolutely. through a tough time or something. You would always kind of feel like, well, what would that character do? Everybody's yes. done it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, it, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll open up here. You know, it was it was 2016. It was a, it was a rough time. I was getting over a breakup. It ran into 2017. It ran into 2018. And the only way I could think of to pull it back was to go back to basics and do the things I enjoyed when I was much younger. And, and the first thing that came to mind with that was anime. And the there were two series. There was Fooly Cooly, which um, everyone everyone's seen. I, I think everyone knows FLCL. Yes. And uh, the original Naruto, which I had made it a point to never see. I decided to rewatch them both. And Fooly Cooly, more than anything else, got me up off my ass. Because um, if Naruto can get used to sour drinks, you know, <laughs> I, I can stop being such a baby. And something about the original Naruto, for all the flack that series gets today... There was something so inspiring about that plucky kid, you know, who who just no matter what the odds were, he fought Neji. Neji didn't think he was Neji didn't think he was shit. Naruto <laughs> showed him. Zara thought the same thing. Naruto showed him too. And before it became a series that got ridiculous and had people ninja running into Nari, into Area Fifty One, right? You know, <laughs> it 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 was it was really inspiring to watch this kid who was a loner who seemed to not have anyone. He just didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care if you doubted him. He didn't care if you looked down on him. He didn't care about any of that. Date Bayo, you know, he he's mm. here. He's going to be the president of this village someday. He doesn't care what you think about that. And I don't know. There was just something so inspiring about, about you know, his drive. And that's just anime in general. And, and going back to something you said, I think anime absolutely inspires. I think it's natural. I think it's on purpose. A lot of the time that it doesn't and I don't think it's cheesy at all to let it inspire you you know you, you have you have one life you have one to get out there and do whatever it is you want or were meant to do and wherever you get the motivation from that you have to cherish that because mm. there's there's no promise you'll get it at all or from anywhere else or from anyone so if you're getting good experiences and good motivation from anime n no it's it's not cheap you know don't don't have a negative thought about that at all whatever gets you through you know, if I right. might saying, you know, plus ultra gets you through, then damn it, plus ultra hey, and thank plus you, ultra man. every damn day. And I'll be but, right there with you, man. You know, that's that kind of leads back to what we were talking about. There is like that little bit of an insecurity where you're kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, can I even though I know how I feel? Can I really express that without people just kind of looking at it like, huh? Like people that don't know anime. Because if you must know this, like if you – and this goes – I mean it's different now. Like Marvel, right? MCU stuff. Yeah. Like nobody knew those characters like oh, right. 10 plus years ago. Like, Absolutely. But now people know Rocket Raccoon and, yeah. and Groot. Like and Iron I Man's even know a household them. name. <laughs> Right? No yes. one, no one cared about Iron Man. We were growing Nobody up, man. Did. Nobody did. It was all about the X Men, Spider Man, oh, yeah. Batman, and, and throwing some other ones in there. But absolutely, you know, what's interesting though now is that um, when it comes to anime, though, it's always to me a hard pitch unless you have some kind of background with one of the shows. Yeah, like, you're or, not kidding. Or, 
it, 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 so how do you go about like talking about it with somebody who might be interested but doesn't know where to start or or you know how do you even pitch certain certain shows and stories like do you just kind of break it down or like what's your best strategy when it comes to that it's funny you ask because this comes up quite a bit. Um, the people who do know I'm involved with GPTV ask me for recommendations all the time. It, it comes up with friends and it, it's, it's kind of a simple system. It's just if you know the person and you know what they like, then you can sort of cut a show for them from the mm. pack of all the others. Or sometimes I go this route. I just recommend them a crazy bombastic show that that would just overpower <laughs> their sensibilities. Like if I if I have a friend who's open minded enough to watch JoJo's, I don't need to do much. <laughs> oh no, dude! I just got started yeah. in JoJo's world. Well, oh, there you my go. God. What it's, part are you on now? Man, I just wrapped up the I guess like the first eight episodes on Netflix. And yeah. Like, so like I I guess I, think I you're going I, into part two battle tendency. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know that. I thought it was always going to be the same characters no and way. stuff like that. Mm, no, so I'm way. in for a trip, dude. It's You're it's so for, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I like it. And the thing about JoJo's is it only gets more bananas as it goes. Um, only, and I'm not. I I can't understate that enough. God, <laughs> that's that what I've been hearing. Show, so I'm trying to yeah. trying to like prepare myself. For by the it. time you're in part four, by the time you're in like Diamond is Unbreakable, and um, I I want to say I I get them wrong, but I'm currently watching um. I believe it's part five might even be over now on Toonami uh, with Kira and everybody and Josuke, but it's good. It's great. It only, it only gets better, but, but, but that's what I'll do. I'll recommend something that either they can't resist it like a Jojo's specifically, maybe a Jojo's part two or a Jojo's part three. That's really, you know, mentally appealing or a show that reaches out to them specifically. I, I had a, um, a woman asked me, you know, what anime she thought I thought she would like, and this was a couple months ago, and I recommended um, a place further than the universe, which actually mm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't okay. seen it yet. It's a season yeah. or two old now. Um, I think it came out last winter or fall season, but it's a show about a couple of uh, young. I think it's a moy. It's a it's about a couple of young girls getting enough money to go to Antarctica on a trip. And it's a very simple premise. It's a slice of life show, but it's one of the most motivating animes I've ever seen, because you have these kids faced what? with this. And oh, oh, it, you have these kids faced with this impossible task. You know, these these four Japanese teenagers getting to go basically unsupervised on a trip to Antarctica, and it's tackled very realistically. And that's a very hard thing to do at that age, mm. in, where they live, at their you know, but they get it done. Spoiler. And, and among other things that happen in the show, <laughs> you know, just the show at its heart is about doing the thing you're afraid to do. It's about going on the trip you're afraid to take. It's about talking to the person you're afraid to talk to. All because once you do those things, you find out they were never as difficult as you thought. And you do more things that you never thought you would do. And that's what the show does. And that's what it, it, it shows you by the time they're in Antarctica. You know, if you haven't cried once, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what your heart's got going on, <laughs> but if you haven't right. cried by the end, by the very end of, of a place further than universe, I, I don't know what your heart pumps because it's not blood. That show gets so emotional towards the end. And sometimes I think you just have to tailor your, ex, your, your, your recommendations on anime to the person you know you're talking to, not your favorite right. series. Don't do that. That's a recipe for disaster. You recommend someone your favorite series, they're going to come back and tell you all the ways it's awful. And you don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, you don't want to have that conversation. 
So, yeah, it, it's just about recommending something you know that they would like. Well, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because we talked about Tanami and how it was on, you know, every day after school. It was almost like the norm. Now, Tanami right. is like a Saturday night exclusive, basically. Um, but we also live in the time of streaming services, and you get Netflix is getting a lot of anime. You get Funimation Now or Crunchyroll, name it. So That's right. I guess it's just so um, accessible now to True. to the mainstream casual audience and um well i was just going to ask you though what do you think the future of that is and how that's going to affect anime as far as streaming services and exclusives and stuff like that i mean i know we we also live in a cool time where you get samuel dubs and different mm -hmm. things like that samuel right. cast so that that's a cool benefit but do you see any uh, negatives of you know the streaming service future as far as anime or do, you know what are some of the positives that you think will happen Sure. I don't see any negatives in the short term. Um, I think it's only a good that all of these different animes are more accessible and, and not even just, you know, the ones people want to see, the ones that people make that no one's heard of. They get recommended in some mm. YouTube video because they're one of the best shows this season, you know, like A Place Further Than Universe. You'd never have heard of that show, but it was one of the best shows of its season. Now that we have, you know, these streaming services that establish essentially seasons of anime, and have them available in a way where you can binge them, almost all of them. I, I think that's fantastic. I think that's only a good thing. Um, the splits, I, I, I'm weird about that. The fact that Funimation has its own thing and that Crunchyroll has its own thing is a necessity. I understand why this is, um, but it, it, it causes this weird split where you get dubs on one and, and sometimes only subs mm. on the other. To where if I want to watch Hunter x Hunter in English, I have to watch that on Netflix, not on Crunchyroll. Crunch Crunchyroll may have it in English at this point, but when I was watching it, I don't think that they did. And it, it sort of creates, it's a better situation than pirating it. Absolutely. Um, true, true. But there, there, there are still some hangups like that. You know, if you want to watch one show in dub, maybe you need another streaming service. Or if you want to watch it in right. with subs, maybe you need to go to Crunchyroll and not Funimation. But as far as the future... Now Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, well, like, so do you find yourself uh, still buying a lot of these, like, physical, like, uh, as far as animes and seasons, or have you ever really been about that, or do you just kind of, you know, like, just stick to the Crunchyroll and Funimation and stuff like that? I definitely used to collect. Um, there was a time uh, around 2010 through, like, 2013, 14, where I was collecting manga. I was collecting uh, anime box sets as well. I didn't have a nice, huge nice. collection, but I had a decent one. Right. And, um, you know, it, it was a lot of things like Beck and Goren Lagann and shows like that. They were all and, and Bacano shows that were coming out around that time. But just like you said, oh, now okay. that we have the streaming services and now that it's this convenient, it's so hard, dude. Yeah. I, no, I don't really buy the boxes. To spend anymore. that kind of money, though, you know, it is. It is. Like it, it, to be honest just... with you, um, lots of the box sets. And this is, a, this is actually a, a recently debated topic as well because there, I believe there is an edition of Dragon Ball Z coming out that they are supposed oh, to be no. cleaning. Yep. Right, right, right. And that, that's mired in controversy all on its own. So no, I, I don't really do the hard collections anymore. There are lots of reasons not to do them. Um, and, and streaming, I think, is the best reason not to. But the, 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 right. the physical collections have their own problems, just like with that Dragon Ball Z one coming out. <laughs> so no, not so much. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and then sometimes you'll get a version of the anime that has different music, different voice acting, different this, different that. So That's right. it can get a little sticky. Um, but yeah, I just was curious about that because it is a lot of uh, streaming now, and it's it's so uh, financially it's it's better. I mean, like you can either spend ten bucks a month for for Crunchyroll or or Funimation and get all these shows, even movies. Or right. you can spend twenty bucks and just get Dragon Ball Super Brawly, which I mean, hey, I, I did it. It's a fantastic it's movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic. But you, yeah. but you see, you're you spending double for just one specific thing, right? Or you can spend like way less than that and get a, a plethora of variety and different types. And so it's kind of hard now for the consumer to to you know, unless you are a collector, to go and get a yeah. box set or do anything like. And and if I do, like I collect the VHS versions of like Dragon Ball right now and stuff. Mm. Like that, oh. but, but are they the know, orange bricks? Are you specific. getting the orange bricks, uh, bro? I am getting the pioneer, like original dub stuff. Oh, where wow. you know, <laughs> yeah, it gets a okay. little out there. All right, but it's it's refreshing, you know. It's it's different, but yeah, uh, it's cheap though. VHSs are a lot cheaper, and uh, you know, doing Blu-rays and stuff. Blu-rays are pretty pricey in a day they and are. age where I can go to a Redbox and just spend a dollar fifty and get something, or Absolutely. just you know, ten bucks or, or or something a month and get all these movies and television shows. And, so, and here's a bit of an yeah. old opinion. Um, this opinion has been hanging around me since like 2010 when I was actively collecting box sets. They're rarely mm-hmm. ever worth it. I mean, that may be a controversial opinion, possibly. But I, I have very, very rarely gotten a box set where I was like, man, I'm sure glad I got this. Uh, this little <laughs> one page insert with no back sure was worth the $40 I spent to to watch Fooly Cooly. Um, like one more time, maybe two oh, more yeah. times. Like, it depends on like how big of a fan of whatever it is. But right. still, like if you rewatch the same thing over and over again, you'll never have those same experience or uh, new experiences and new characters and sure. stories. So, exactly. And um, I, and I, I don't want to pay seventy five dollars to watch all of Bacchanal. That's oh no, that's too does? much. I mean, that's too much. I mean, for I that. don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like no, you no. said. Would you know, Tsunami be smart to get like a streaming service or, or its own channel? Or do you I don't think, think that so. it won't? Nah, man, I was thinking nah, about that I, recently. I don't think so. And I'll tell you the main reason why. Um, I'm subscribed to the, uh, I love DC and Marvel pretty much equally, but I grew up with DC, so I came into Marvel later. So mm-hmm. I, I follow Marvel, but I also have the DC streaming service. Um, uh, DC Universe. Oh, yeah, okay. DC Universe. And don't get me wrong. There's some decent stuff on it. It's just it's a beleaguered platform. They're talking about shutting it down. They're wondering why they even did it. The shows are getting canceled. And I think that's what you get into when you decide you're going to do your own streaming service. You know, you're either going to succeed with it on your, or you're not. And I feel mm. like someone like Netflix, they get into the space, they're fine. Someone like Crunchyroll, they get into the space, they're fine because they're fulfilling, you know, their niche. But Toonami's niche is very well filled by several other platforms already. And the, the different anime that Toonami gets are pretty limited. There are times where a new show comes on the block and the community is just in an uproar, whether whether about when it's debuting, what time it's debuting, how they're already ahead uh, because they're watching it online at the same time. I just don't know that it would work out too well for it. It would it would inevitably end up being a, a bunch of reruns of Naruto Shippuden, uh, Dragon Ball Super, and and Lupin the Third, one of the millions of uh, variations of it. <laughs> right. And you, you, yeah, you just get a, a bunch of the same reruns. You know, I love Toonami. I love everything about Toonami, just about. But the the collection of shows that they get aren't always on point. 
and mm. I, I fear what that would mean for their streaming catalog. I feel like they would lose the rights to a lot of stuff often. And I, I'm sure you can relate to this, and anybody who's familiar with Toonami is like the whole experience is to have a block of a weekly, or you know, you're supposed to watch these stories in that order. So you're going to watch Dragon Ball right. Super, and then you're going to watch My Hero, and then that's part of the experience. That's part of the nostalgia. It's like when you got home and you couldn't stream whatever you wanted, you just had to go, "What's on the you know, uh, right. on on the time block?" And then you would just have to go with it, and that's how you almost got introduced to new shows like my thing with anything online versus physical right or, or certain ways of doing things like going on amazon i'm usually looking for something specific um, right. so even with streaming services like i'm usually either looking for something or someone told me hey check out this anime and so i'm like all right um but when you walk into a place like walmart or something you have a i mean it's obvious but you have a higher chance of just running into something you didn't know you wanted right and that's how it was with tanami and just when the casual retro way of watching television i guess it's exactly. weird to say it's just saying you don't get to pick hey dragon ball z is on at 4 p.m be there that's if right. not that's your fault that's <laughs> like, right and and then hey there's no reruns because tomorrow we're moving on to the next yeah. episode so you there's know something there i think there's something to be said for that because i i make it a point because you know we we uh we have the tsunami tweet club shout out to the tsunami hey. uh, shout out to the tsunami tweet club genesis <laughs> uh zach sally uh, Sora Kishino, Master Mockery, Brutal Puncher One, Don't Senpai, and West Jaden Twenty Four. I remember all you guys. Uh, shout out to the Tsunami Tweet Club. You know we we do it every Saturday, and there are a lot of reasons. Um, but it's a, it is an experience, and it, it's sort of you know a retro experience you live. It's a it's a bit of a pain being back in the house every Saturday night as a, as a grown man, <laughs> sure. But it's also a lot of fun. You True. know, if, if I run to make something in the kitchen and Dragon Ball Super comes back on, I'm scurrying back in there to, you know, <laughs> real quick to see what's I don't want to miss it. Right. And, and you don't you don't get that with streaming. You know, no, you, you just don't. And there's so few things on cable nowadays that anyone would want to do that for. But Toonami is that thing. And I'll tell you, Lucas, is that the, the main reason, you know, Ghost Planet w will always support Toonami is because I, I was there on the boards when Toonami got canceled um, in 08, I believe. You know, I, I spent my time on the boards as part of the Bring Toonami Back community. Mm. I, I, I have my fingers in that. And when we finally got it back, um, it was really cool, right? I didn't. I don't even think I liked the first, like, t two lineups they did when they returned. But the one thing I was telling friends, you know, after a long time of it being back, is the numbers were down. Because I actually, and a lot of other people in the Toonami community do as well, we actually watch the ratings for each Saturday night to see how some shows do, to see how the audience for one show carries into the audience for another from one time period, etc. And you know, it, it, it's this whole thing, man. Like it, it really is, uh, it really is its own community. Right. It, it's now, super impressive. What, what have you been noticing as far as what they've been doing lately as, uh, with lineups and certain shows? Uh, you know, what, what, what do you feel like is like the stronger uh, shows right now? And not even the weaker shows, but, you know, it, that lineup has a, a, one of the things that it does struggle with now on Saturday nights is like it goes on pretty late. You know, yes, so if, it you, does. if you ain't a night owl, yes, it's it kind of hard. But, you know, so maybe that affects ratings and stuff like that, you know? It does. It certainly does. Although the, the ratings might surprise you. Um, typically what I see is, you know, obviously Dragon Ball Super typically yeah. does the best of the night. You, depending on what show that was, uh, the following show, 
usually retains, drops off maybe 100,000, 200,000 people. The, the thing is, the shows that debut big on the block are exactly the ones you would expect. And the, the only one that ever surprises me is Shippuden. Shippuden always manages to hold more people than I think it should and than I think it would. It, it retains Look. way way more people than i would think loyal they, fan base man i guess loyal but i tell you it is not uncommon for tsunami to get bogged down for weeks in one of their filler arcs oh my so gosh. I, I don't know how they keep the numbers but as far as the shows currently um there's been a bit of controversy here and there uh because obviously we had the glitch that happened a week or two ago back um we had fire force which is as good as that debut was and that's a conversation in and of itself right um i think episode three is going to be affected by the same tragedy we we spoke about before the podcast uh and i mean i haven't seen too many complaints about what we have right now most people seem excited to have fire force i feel like that's a little tentative i think you saw the same thing i did when Mm -hmm. we were tweeting about it Uh, there's a little bit of dissension but we'll see i think promise neverland was 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 great that was a fantastic first season of that show. Um, Twitter was pretty quiet during it too, so I think everyone was was really captivated watching it. Um, so lately, I, I think they've been doing pretty good. Uh, they they put classic Gundam back on. The only thing I, I really wish um, they they wouldn't do is is the Lupin. Lupin is there, and I feel yeah. like most people skip it. I could be projecting. Um, but I feel like that show could be served. Uh, and, and, and obviously, we're, rest in peace to, to Monkey Punch, who left us this year. Um, mm. that, that's his creation. Uh, but I think it, we, we could have a better show there. Um, we'll see, though. We've yeah. had Mob Psycho there this year. Um, we've had JoJo's Part 4 there this year. We've had a lot of good stuff. We've had a yeah. lot of good stuff on Toonami this year. So I think on the whole, it's been pretty positive. Yeah, I would say so, too, man. And I really do appreciate you and everyone that I've I've been introduced by you and your and what you're doing with ghost planet it's been wonderful man because you help fan the flame of my my interest and my knowledge on what's going on (laughs) in the world of anime and tanami especially man and it just it uh, it means so much because like that's where it all started for me and for a lot of people was toonami and like you said like you were one of the people that was hoping and fighting to get it back and now that we have it back i think it's really respectable of you and 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 loads of others to be supporting it and to in a world of streaming where it is difficult to uh you know set aside time uh you know on a particular day or night to sit down and watch and, and and support these shows and these stories and creators and i think it's just really cool man and it and it's really um helping uh, the 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 popularity grow like it as if people might catch something on tsunami and then they might go watch it on Netflix if it's available Absolutely. and that's that's fine I think it's cool I think that's what tsunami's always been as far as the the introduction to people like hey you know you you probably watch Family Guy or something on Adult Swim at this time but hey on Saturday night why don't you let me yeah. introduce you to this yeah. and and here's, then it's here's like some Whoa. tournament of power yeah here, right you know. Here, and here, here's a little bit of it. You're exactly right. You're it's exactly great, right. man. It's great. And, and and I think they've done a good job with sprinkling some familiar shows and, 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 and 
characters and stories and also introducing you know like things like food wars recently and things like Absolutely. you know my hero you know that that was so awesome to to, to see some of the next true. wave of shonens being introduced right? on Tsunami and you're like and wow. food wars I, I personally was surprised at food wars um I, yeah. I'm still kind of on the fence <laughs> on whether too. or not yeah I, I'm still kind of on the fence <laughs> on whether or not I think it was a good pickup um there were a couple other shows I thought might come but but you know it's a cooking show I don't think that's ever happened on the block before. I don't think so. Uh, so sure, sure, let's do yeah. it. Let's have food wars there. Why not? It, Why it, not? It could be fun. <laughs> it could um, be. Oh but, man. But, but yeah, man, it's 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 been a blast. Uh, I I think Genesis last week said it best. You know, it's a weekly pastime, um, and it it just comes from man. You know, we fought so hard to get Tsunami back that seeing, I think it was in 2013 or whatever year, seeing how bad the numbers were for it was mm. like personally insulting it it, 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 and it was um it seemed like a wider critique of my generation honestly you know yeah. I, I heard an old guy say this on like uh twitter or something he was like oh you know it's just like just like millennials to campaign for something and then when they get it back they don't care and that stuck with me you know yeah. that's stuck in my craw and i was like i i damn sure did want tsunami back and it's here and it's on tv and i'm not watching it so we can we can change that, and there were a lot of other people already doing it. Um, so the the only thing I can hope to do is you know gather these guys because there there are Twitter accounts and there there are platforms that support Toonami already, mm -hmm. um, like Toonami News and Toonami Squad. They do a fantastic job. I follow those guys. They put out great content. But what I want to do is rather than being a Toonami spawn rather than being just another Toonami affiliate. It's like Ghost Plan is very much its own thing. It has its own style. Obviously, as you heard earlier, it's very music focused. At least I would like for it to be. But yeah, yeah, built into that is, you know, every Saturday, if I can't do it, if I pass out because I am but one man, as, <laughs> as happens sometimes, right, you know, right. we'll get more people to do it. We'll, we'll make sure we support it because we, we need to. You know, I can't imagine the idea of a kid growing up without a tsunami if there's a chance for him to have it right it, it, it's exactly like you said you, you may be used to watching family guy at 10 30 at night but tonight you're gonna watch dragon ball super tonight you're gonna watch my hero academia tonight you're gonna see some shonen action and if you don't know what shonen is sit down we're gonna teach you yeah and then now after that you get that sample you either tune in every week or right. you, you and you you might follow those shows but then you 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 get enough to explore exactly all the other other shows and stories that are out there and all and, the and, different and mangas that, and now ah. that we have streaming the way that we do mm -hmm. tsunami has a, a whole new it used to be tsunami would put you on to anime and you tune in to catch more but now not only does it do that but it sends you out to the streaming services. I, I hated Hunter x Hunter when it was airing on Toonami for the longest time, but it kept airing it, and I kept watching it because it was between me and a show I liked better, which I think was JoJo's, <laughs> and now it's my favorite anime. Wow. It, it literally, I, I tracked it down on streaming, watched it on my own, and it's my favorite. What what? Because uh, we're probably gonna wrap up here in the next like few minutes. But That's before wise. we do, <laughs> right? <laughs> before we do, um, real quick, what what are some of your favorite animes? What are your top like three or five? If you could, if you could name them for everybody sure. listening. Yeah. One second. <clears throat> oh, stay away from that. <laughs> um, the number the number one at the moment, if I had to pick a modern one, well, would be Hunter X Hunter. 
Um, I don't care if if I have to pick Ghost Planet up and shove it down someone's throat myself. <laughs> I will convince as many people as I can to watch that show. It, it subverts every narrative expectation I had. It deals. It, it has the single best written chaotic character, I think, that has been done. And that's a really tall order, but I, I think Hisoka is that character. I think he's written as well as the Joker in any comic I've ever read him in. And I think that's the case for a lot of Tagashi's characters. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho, same guy. Um, it's up there too. Great show. Love pretty much everyone in it. it it's the perfect blend of classic 90s anime aesthetic with mm. a, a quick-paced, well-flowing story. So when you when you rewatch a Yu Hakusho, it feels like you're watching a modern anime, but it looks like you're going back in time, and I love that. Um, Fuli Cooly, same thing. Um, it's just a great coming of age story. I loved it for that, and I always have. Ereka Seven is one I don't get to talk about ever. You know, I never meet <laughs> I never meet <laughs> anyone else who watched Ereka Seven, who watched all of it, and who likes all of it. But I, uh, I, I will not fall into. I will. Well, hold up. I will also fall into that category. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to help you, my that's friend. That's all right. Your, your search continues. That, Good luck. Hey, that's okay. I'm well used to it. I hardly even bring it up anymore for that reason. <laughs> well, hopefully, after people hear this, you might find somebody. Oh yeah, maybe they're out there somewhere. And and um and Beck Beck uh Beck actually I don't think holds up. I'm sorry to say that, but I've watched it again recently. I don't think the animation or the lack thereof holds up to 2019. But I, I think um, the, the coming of age story of Beck was was really good, too. All of mine are really weird and all over the place <laughs> it's as all far good. as my favorites. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I love all the ones you think I would like uh, Dragon Ball Z, obviously lifelong. You know, who doesn't? Mm. Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I actually have a healthy appreciation for Sailor Moon, even though it's obviously a very, you know, woman-oriented series right, right. I, have a, I have a healthy respect for it uh i think tuxedo mask is pretty funny yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept and yeah. I, I think i think it's the aesthetic for me just like sure the art style and in the humor has always been something i was like i like exactly this, man. exactly and i don't really tell you much about the story but that's 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 because I watched it when I was younger. So. Yeah, the story's kind of all over the place. I remember <laughs> bits and pieces of it. A lot of, lot of moon goddesses and really out there stuff. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. It, it all has its place. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of any, any one or two others to, to throw out here. Um, do you watch, like, Black Clover or Attack on Titan or any of those? Like, Oh, uh, yes. I, I do watch Attack on Titan. A lot of the recent shows, I don't count among my favorites, even though I've seen pretty right. much all of them. Attack on Titan's excellent TV. Um, it's the Game of Thrones of the anime community. I, I feel like that's what that's it is. That's a good pitch. Okay. That's what I think. I feel like it is the closest thing to Game of Thrones that we have. Um, it's it's riveting television. I've, I've had the thought the last three weeks live tweeting Toonami because I struggle to get any tweets out for Ghost Planet during that show because you don't want to take your eyes off of it. Anyone could die at any moment. You, you, just, you just don't know. And oh, man. the places they're taking the story I, I could never have predicted two years ago that Attack on Titan would be what it is today so it it for sure um, gosh uh, again JoJo's JoJo's is easily one of my favorite the whole thing the whole thing it's so you, good you can't isolate a part of it it's just all <laughs> of it it's just all of JoJo's part two was my favorite for a long time Joseph is my favorite Joe star um, but yeah you you gotta watch all of jojos you gotta do all oh, of them. Man. <laughs> you can't skip the, it, it oh i'm not gonna stop either man i think it's just like it, the first 
I guess like they, they go in parts, right? So the first yeah. part just sold me, dude. You have to kind of give it just a couple episodes to go, what am I watching? Sure. And then you have to accept it, and then you just will enjoy it. Absolutely. You'll enjoy every aspect of it, the characters, the story, the art style. It's so yes. unique in so many different ways, man. It it's, really is. It's fantastic. And dude. I'll tell you, if you can, if you like part one, which to mm-hmm. me is the weakest part of JoJo's, almost, almost because it has to be. It was the first. But if you can get right. past part one, it only gets crazier i mean because part two is is one of my favorite series and it doesn't even have stands in it and stands are the thing everyone goes nuts about in jojo like the the i'm sure you've seen the sort of ghostly images uh each character sort of has one that corresponds to them i won't get too much into it but it's it's a huge selling part of jojo's it's most people's favorite part and that doesn't even come around to part three and it's still so good it's a great series Really, dude, is. this has been probably one of my favorite episodes lately. I will just have to that. say, dude. You just saying that? I'm just, uh, I'm just. <laughs> no, man. I, I gotta say, man. I mean, I, I enjoy every conversation I've had with anybody sure. who's been on the podcast. But man, it's just, um, you know, this was really cool, man. I really am glad that we were able to like get some time, you know, and sit down and just geek out about anime and Tanami and everything. And, and before you go, man, tell people like what you're doing and how they can like connect with you and, uh, you know, Ghost Planet and everything, man. I want you to take that sure, opportunity sure. if you would like. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you can you can follow Ghost Planet TV on Twitter. We're, we're on the Twitter uh, primarily these days. Um, even though you might not expect it, our Facebook page is, is doing really well. It's actually got its its own community. We launched it just a week or two ago, Ghost Planet Dark. It's already up to 300 members in there, I think. And it's just an anime meme fest, tons of references, tons of <laughs> nice. discussion, lots of stuff going on. Uh, the Ghost Planet Facebook page posts every day, um, whether it's memes or articles or something, something's going up every day. We're working on a podcast. Uh, you, you hear me talking to Lucas now. I'm sure it won't be the last time. I'd love to have him on my show, just like I was on his um, we've got more videos coming out once I get the video editing stuff done. We're moving on to Twitch later this year so we can do Ghost Planet Gaming. Pretty much Ghost Planet is going to try to exist everywhere that it can. Uh, I, I just want to make sure that pretty much everywhere we can permeate our unique little brand of nostalgia, we get it out there. So so follow us on Twitter. Follow the Facebook page if you like laughing at anime memes and talking about stuff, uh, especially Toonami the day after. Um, Ghost Planet Dark is one of the best places to talk about stuff that happened on Toonami. The night after it happened, uh, we post about it. Other people there post about it. And yeah, uh, follow us on the SoundCloud too. Uh, Ghost Planet TV on SoundCloud. We've got songs there. We've, we're working on some audio dramas and some other stuff to come out later this year. There's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. Man, I love it. I love all of it, man. And it's so motivating to see you trying all these different, you know, um, I guess genres and different veins. <laughs> right, right. You know, like it's I like. Hope they stick because some, oh, some of it's left field stuff, you know. Yeah, but that's where, you know, that's where you might find, like, some of the best, the the best things that you didn't know that you wanted to do. Like, that's the kind of stuff where you just go, this this seems so, you know, challenging, you know, almost, like, different in the in the way that I want to approach it that, you know, who knows? It, it, it's either going to be something that really works or maybe it really doesn't. But I think, dude, everything that you've done with Ghost Planet and everything that you represent, especially everything I heard in this uh 
and and this sit down and talking to you, man. I, I mean, we've we've communicated it and connected on social media Absolutely. and everything. But man, Absolutely. this was just really really cool. Just hearing your passion about everything uh, sure, about man. Ghost Planet, and I would love to have you on, man. And uh, again, let's do it, it. This was this was great. So yeah, everybody, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation, and I want you guys to go support Ghost Planet. So I'm gonna drop all the links that he mentioned for all those platforms in the description of this episode. And uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And and last but not least, I just want to uh, give a quick thanks to a production company, Tony Mac Productions. Uh, they, they're they're great. They've got really professional voice talent. They've helped with some of our stuff. They've helped with production. Uh, they're out there and they're hireable. I also wanted to say thanks to uh, Cage Sizemore, a good friend of mine who's done a ton of music for Ghost Planet. Uh, maybe you haven't heard all of it, but there's more stuff out there even if you haven't heard it. And he, he's going to continue working with us in the future. His band Killjoy actually just got on to, I believe, their first tour. So congratulations to them and thanks so much for working with Ghost Planet. I just wanted to get that in there. No, dude, thank you. Thank you for mentioning all these, you know, awesome people, awesome creators and everything, man. This sure, is absolutely. this has been a, a great experience, man. And I can't wait to talk and have you on again, man. Me and oh hey, shout out to the new wave. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wonder Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wonder Soul hopes you have yourself a good day. free not being held down by anything i want to believe believe that my faith in myself is real such power from someone so small on the inside she's a beast here i come i want to keep going i can still fight i'll become a hero fight with all your passion Betray you. Just remember, remember, remember. Stay true to yourself.